All right, Impact, so we're going to start a new series today, and it's called When the Lord Helps. It's coming from Psalm 121, uh, and we're going to read that whole chapter. I, I didn't think it was going to be a series at first, but as I was studying and doing, you know, stuff this morning, it was like, this is going to take a little bit of time, and we want to make sure we take our time and get all the way through it. And the, the, the interesting thing is, is that it brings us to a point, uh, you know, where, where we see this fork in the road sometimes that we have, and this is what I'm feeling is, is that, and, and what, the, what the Holy Spirit was telling me is, is that, you know, we get in the, in the these fork in the road moments, right? Where by knowledge, we know certain things, uh, you know, we've read this and, and, and we know we should do this. And, and, and I trust God this, and I trust God that, and God's got it this, but then we get in these fork in the road moments where it, it, it turns from just knowledge or saying it to I actually have to live this out. Um, you, you know, where it's one thing to say, I trust God with my finances, but it's a totally different thing when my finances are in shambles and I don't know how I'm going to eat tomorrow. And then to say, I trust God with my finances and not like totally freak out or try to, or live and do things in a way that doesn't line up with what I say. And we have those moments. We all have those fork in the road moments where we where we say, "Okay, I've said this. I've, I've boasted on God's goodness. I, in theory, I've said that God is this and, 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 and this and that. But now I've got to live it out. I conceptually get this, but sometimes in my life and in, in, in my life application, I don't necessarily live it out. Or, 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 um, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend earlier who's going through a situation with, um, with, a, with a housing situation, and you know, it, it's fun, so funny because you know we were talking maybe a few months ago, and he's just like, "Oh man, I trust God with everything. Oh man, I just trust the Lord. I don't worry about anything, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And then literally. Last week, I'm talking him off the ledge because of this housing situation. And I referred him back to his words. And I said, remember, remember you said, uh, remember you said that, you know, you trust the Lord with everything. So the point is, is that conceptually, sometimes we know what we should do. And in our minds, we know how we ought to operate. And sometimes we feel like this is what should be happening. But then when we have to go through it, when we when we're the ones who now have to walk that path, when we're the ones who now have to put that I trust in the Lord saying into action, as opposed to just saying it to Crystal or if Brother Mike's got something or Brenda and I tell them, listen, you just need to trust the Lord. Easy for me to say, but when we have to go through the thing, that's when it is put to the test. Listen, I'm trying to tell you that sometimes I mean it can come and it don't even have to be like with a house situation. It could be with finances. It could be with a job. It could be where you say all this. Well, I trust the Lord with my finances. That is so easy to say when your financial situation is sturdy and stable and when you have plenty. The issue is, is that when you don't have enough or things seem to be lacking, can we live and can we walk and can we move according to the fact that we still trust the Lord with those finances? That is the question. And so when we look at these first two verses, there are some questions that we have to ask of ourselves, some things that we have to acknowledge. As I see you, Ma, the same way that the writer acknowledged here, the first thing we see in in, 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 uh, uh, chapter uh, 121 of Psalms is the fact that there is an acknowledgement that I need help. Okay. There's an acknowledgement that I need help that, and we have to acknowledge that and accept that, that I cannot do life and I cannot live life. I cannot walk through life on my own, that I need help. The fact that he says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which comes my help. Where does my help come from? Acknowledges the fact that he needs help. Okay. And so we have, and, and, and that is counter to what our society tells us. Our society tells us we should have this together. We should have that together. You should be strong enough to do it on your own. You don't need this kind of help. You don't need that. You don't need this. You should be able to do it all on your own. Sometimes our own pride tells us differently. It's counter to what our pride says that I shouldn't ask anybody for help. I don't need to ask them for this. I don't need to turn to this person for that. I'm not going to call them. I'm not going to text them because my pride is too much to where I don't even want to acknowledge the fact that I need help. But there is an acknowledgement for the need for help here. And I see you, Crystal, shaking your head. And that's probably, and that's one of the first steps that we need to do. Listen, listen, the acknowledgement 
and acceptance that I need help is the most powerful thing you can do when you find yourself in an adverse situation is to remind yourself that I need help. And listen, there is nothing wrong with admitting when you're in these adverse situations that you need help. Sometimes right after this call, somebody may need to just sit down and and have a conversation with themselves. And listen, if you won't admit it, maybe yourself can tell yourself that you need you need to sit down and have a conversation with yourself. And you need you need to say, Rick, you need help. Help. Okay. And then, and then maybe if I tell myself that, then it's easier for me to accept. I see you, Charmaine, if I don't like actually come out and admit it myself. Right. So that's one thing we we see in the first two verses because before we get to when the Lord helps, okay, that we have to acknowledge the fact that we need help. Don't let our pride get in the way. Don't let society get in the way. We have to acknowledge I'm in a situation right now where I need help. The second thing that is acknowledged here when he asks the question from where, where does my help comes from? He answers it himself and says, hey, my help comes from the Lord. OK, so the number the acknowledgement number two is, is the fact that I have the Lord's help. OK, that God's help is available. OK, that there's no way that I can make it through the life through my life without God's help. I can't make it as far as I've made it. Listen, some of us have made it as far as we've made it. And we've been struggling the whole way here. And we wouldn't even been making it in a struggle or wouldn't have made it struggling all the way here if it wasn't for the Lord right on our side. That there's no way I would be able to go through the things that I've gone through if it wasn't for the Lord's help. It's an acknowledgement that my help does come from God, that it doesn't necessarily come from my college degree. It doesn't come from, uh, it doesn't always come in the form of people who are around me. Sometimes I have to acknowledge the fact that even when it comes from the people who are around me, it is God who has placed those people in, or who has blessed those people or given those people discernment that they need to help me and has placed people in my life. And so I have to understand that, yes, where does my help comes from? My help comes where? From the Lord. And watch this. It's not even about what I've been through before. Sometimes I got to look at my situation right now and say, there's no way that I can get through or maintain or keep walking through what I am currently going through right now if God isn't on my side. And so I can understand that my help comes from the Lord. Okay, we're going to get started in a second, y'all. Watch this. The third acknowledgement we make from these first two verses in Psalm 121 is the fact that we acknowledge that my help comes from the Lord. But he says, I need to watch this. I lift up my eyes to the hills. I see you, Bob. I lift up my eyes. So he says, I now need to look towards the place where I know my help comes from. Okay, I need help. I know help is available to the Lord, but just because I know it's available from the Lord and I know the Lord helps me, I need to then what? Look, I need to turn my eyes. I look, I look to the hills from what's coming from my help, right? So I need to turn my eyes and look to the Lord. There's one thing to acknowledge that I need help, and there's one thing to acknowledge that my help comes from the Lord, but we need to make sure that we take that from knowledge and that we make it into an application situation where we move from knowledge but to application and we learn to turn to the Lord First, that I turn my eyes to the, watch this, that I turn my eyes to where I know my help comes from. Because sometimes I can know my help comes from here, but I don't want to turn to it. Listen, if you, have you ever seen a situation where maybe there's a, a, a teenager or maybe there's, you know, a young adult or something who has all the help they need available to them from a parent, but for one reason or another, they refuse to seek the help of that parent, that, that you've got all this help here. You don't have to be on the street. You don't have to struggle with this and you have to struggle with that. You got this help and that help and this help and 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 you're sitting there struggling even though you have all this help available to you it's not going to you're not going to be able to receive it or accept it until you what until you turn to it until you now go towards that help amen and some of us live that life that same way where we've got all this help available to us and we've got god available to us we've got all the resources and all grace working our way but we do not turn our eyes he says i will look to the hills right i will turn to it it is hard to look at something unless you turn towards it okay 
it's hard for me to sit here. If I, I can't look at who's on the screen unless I turn, I'm turned away from the screen now. I have no clue who's on this call. I cannot look towards anything unless I turn towards it. I can't focus on something. I can't understand something unless my eyes are on it. You hear me? Watch this. My help comes from him and he is able to help me, but I have to resolve within myself that I will lift up my eyes towards him, that I will turn my attention. Watch this. I will turn my attention. I will turn my seeking. I will turn my seeking towards him that as I look for help and as I seek for help, I won't seek other ways. I will seek what? Him first. Okay. So we acknowledge this, that, that, that watch this, that I need help. Okay. That my help comes from the Lord. Okay. And that, and that I need to turn towards and seek uh, and seek him for that help. Okay. Now we're jumping into when the Lord helps part one, because his help is available and he's ready and willing to be there for us when we need his help. I see you. I see you. I see you, Ma. Watch this. I want to go to uh, uh, verse three. We're just going to read that next sentence. Uh, point number one, watch this. Watch this. When the Lord helps, when the Lord helps, here's what he does. When the Lord helps, he brings stability. That's what we're learning out of this. Watch this. Verse three, it says, he will not allow your foot to be moved. That's New King James Version. Some says he will not uh, suffer your foot to be moved. Uh, he will bring stability. He will not. He, he, will, he will cause you to not slip. He will cause you to not fall even as you're walking through whatever it is you're going through. When the Lord helps, he says, he will not suffer your foot to be moved. He brings that stability. To be stable means not likely to give way or overturned, okay? When you're stable, it means that you're firmly fixed. When you're stable, it means you are not easily upset or disturbed. Sometimes we get so easily upset, so uh, 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 easily disturbed, we want to change everything and move everything. And this has got to change. And that's got to change all because of one thing. And we start to create this instability in our lives. But when the Lord helps, the first thing he's going to do, as we see in this verse, and maybe not the first thing, but the first thing we're talking about today is to bring stability so that you will not likely give way, so that you will not likely be overturned, so that you can be firmly fixed in your faith and firmly fixed in your belief, like the New Testament talks about not being uh, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and everything that comes your way, that you're not unstable and that you are firmly fixed on the word and that you're not easily upset and that you're not easily disturbed. He brings that stability. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. Watch it. Has anybody ever been in an unstable situation? Okay. Has anybody ever been in an unstable? Have you ever been around unstable people? Okay. One, one minute you're the best friend and they love, I see you, I see you laughing, Crystal. You don't have to hold the laughing. I see you trying to hold it in. Don't hold it in. If you've ever been around un- one day, they love you. Then they hate you. Uh, then then you're on your side and then they're not on your side. And then, you know, so you don't really know where you stand with them. Unstable. Have you ever been at, at an unstable? stable job, right? You know, one day, you know, you're at the job and and, and, and you love it and then, and then you don't like it and they don't know if anyone's going to hire, I see you, Charmaine, or fire and nobody knows what's going on, you know, uh, uh, and like, and, and people can be unstable too. You know, you meet, meet a person and it's like, they got this job and the next thing you know, they leave it for no reason and there's no job lined up, just unstable. Like, well, what are you supposed to do? That instability, uh, you know, you made plans to do this and before the plans even get started, they're on to something else. They just change up on you. Let me tell you, when impact started, oh, let me tell you all the people who was like, oh, start a church, start a church, I'm gonna do it. And then the, and then the minute you start, nobody's to be found, right? I'm just saying. But anyway, the point, the point is that you meet these people and people can be unstable if you've ever been around unstable per- people. Have you ever been in unstable situations? Listen, unstable housing accommodations is a horrible
horrible situation to be in. If you don't know from day to day or from month to month whether or not you have a place to stay or a place to live, that is not a fun situation. If you have a car and your car is unstable and your transportation situation is unstable, that is not good to go outside. And I had a situation like that about a year and a half ago, two years. You go outside and you just and you stick the key in and it literally you're just hoping that the car starts. It's like you're not sure if it is because it's an unstable situation. There are unstable relationship dynamics, all kinds of stuff. And the problem with instability, watch this, y'all, is that it can hinder your progress because it is hard to move forward and it is hard to move ahead when there are so many variables in your life, okay? It is hard to move forward when there's so many when so many things that bring instability into your life and there are so many variables. Watch it. I see you, Ma. Variables. Watch this. Uh, they're not, it's not, uh, here's the definition of a variable. Something that's not consistent or having a fixed pattern, right? Liable to change. And so many times we walk through life and we're trying to move forward and we're in these unstable situations and there's no stability and things have no consistent fixed pattern that things are liable to change at the drop of a dime. And it is hard for you to move forward. It is hard for you to continue in life. It is hard for you to press forward when there's these type of variables. Watch this. In a math equation or in a science experiment, the answers to that equation or to that uh, uh, scientific experiment can all change based on what? A variable. We learned that in school. And so it is hard to predict an outcome and it is hard to have that stability when there are so many variables in an equation. And what we're learning now is that when the Lord helps, he gets rid of these variables and replaces it with something that is sturdy, replaces it with something that you can rely on, replaces it with something that you can trust. Amen. And we'll see what that is in a second. Watch this. The stability. Here we go. The stability that the Lord provides. Watch this. When we say he will not suffer your foot to be moved. The stability that he provides is not based on the strength in your feet. It is not based on the strength of your legs, but it is based on the strength of what you are standing on, okay? It is not based on the fact that you are strong and that you are unmovable. It is, it is based on the fact that you are standing on something that is strong and that you are standing on something that is unmovable and that you are standing on something that won't fall down once the storms come, right? You are standing on something that brings stability. The Bible, he will not suffer your foot to be moved. And so we've got to ask ourselves, what is it that we're standing on? What is it that I'm depending on? What is it if I'm going through all this stuff in one particular situation and there's all this instability, whether it's work or whether it's, you know, a, a, a relationship dynamic or family or whatever it is. It's like, what what am I standing on that's causing me to walk in instability and walk like the ground beneath me is, is crumbling? Uh, 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 um what in the world am I standing on that's causing me to react in these ways? It reminds me of these two old hymns on Christ the solid rock on which I stand. All other ground is sinking sand, right? I'm standing on the promises of God. And so we've got to learn that what in the world am I standing on? And so we see this analogy, watch this, of, of God, um, of Jesus, of his word as a rock several times in the Bible. I'm just going to give you a few and I'm going to read them. Second Samuel 22, 2. Second Samuel 22, 2 says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. We see him referred to as a rock there. Psalm 18, 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Watch this, Ephesians 2.20. Ephesians 2.20 says, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ himself being the what? The cornerstone. 
Acts 4, 11 says, this is Jesus. Uh, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has now become the cornerstone. And so we use this analogy as, as a, of a rock and standing on the rock because it gives us a good visual, but we're not literally talking about standing on something, right? We're talking about the type of stand, the definition for stand. Watch this. That means to take up or maintain a specified position, okay? To take up or maintain a specified position. And the, and the question is, when it comes to the matters of my life, when it comes to what I'm going through, when it comes to my reaction, when it comes to what I'm going to do, what will be my specified position on these things? My specified position, watch this, can be found right here in the word. It is based on my faith. It is based on Jesus. It is based on what God wants me to do. What position will you take and not take when as you move forward. That's what we're talking about when it comes to standing. Watch this. Turn on Matt, turn to Matthew 7, uh, 24, 27. This is New King James Version that I'm going to read. Matthew 7, uh, verse 24 and 27. Okay, we're talking about when the Lord's help. And in and, and, and this first part, we're talking about stability, that when the Lord helps, he brings stability to a situation. Watch this. And maybe we'll jump into this next week, that even, even if the situation that, he's, that, 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 that he is helping causes change, he can bring change and, and he can bring stability in a situation that changes, okay? Doesn't mean everything's got to stay the same, but he can bring you stability by bringing about a change in your life. And even though it seems like, I see you, Crystal, that even though it seems like everything around you is shaking, you're still safe because while things are shaking, he will not suffer your foot to be moved. And so while things are moving and while things are being broken and while things are being shaken around and while things are being remodeled, you are still standing firm because he will not suffer your foot to be moved. He will bring stability even in the midst of things shaking, okay? Uh, watch this. We may, we may, we may, we may, um, uh, we may go back with that. All right, here we go. Uh, Matthew seven. Is that what I said? Here we go. Matthew seven, uh, twenty four through twenty seven. Here we go. Watch this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, uh, "Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, we're talking about uh, things that w- what we're standing on. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, whoever hears uh, these sayings of mine and do them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Watch this. Who built his house upon a rock. And so we see this analogy again. What he is saying is, is that those who those who hear his words and do them, not just hear them. We're talking about those who hear his word and do them. Okay. Let me tell you something. Listen, listen, if you want to see your life built upon a rock, we're talking about hearing the word and we're talking about doing it. So he says, if the person who hears and do my word, there will be like a wise man. Who's the wise man? The person who hears and does, right? And he says, and then this wise man is doing what? Building his house. So we're talking about building up our lives, right? He's trying to follow and build ourselves up spiritually. So we're trying to build a house. It's the analogy. And he says, upon a rock. Well, what's the rock? Jesus's teachings. This is what he's saying. Who hears them and does them and, do, and does them that you are building your house upon a rock. Now watch what happens. And when the rain descends and when the floods came and when the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and it fell not, he says, for it was founded upon a rock and everyone that hears these things of mine and do them not. Now watch this. He didn't even compare the foolish man to someone who, who doesn't hear the word and doesn't do it. He says the foolish man is the one who hears it and doesn't do it. Come on. So he's not even saying the one who doesn't even hear it and the one who doesn't do it. Like he's not the foolish one. The foolish one is the one who hears it, but does not do it. He is now building his house, what? On sand. And so the rock is not just hearing the word when you build your life on the rock or stand on the rock. It's hearing it and doing it. And though, although the rain and everything comes, we go back to Psalms 121. He will what? He will not suffer your foot to to be moved. When the Lord is here to help, he will bring stability. And and, and for some of us, that's going to cause us to get off this call today and spend some time on our 
our Sunday, looking at things in our life and what is unstable. What 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 is the, what what is causing this instability and, and 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 how is God causing my foot not to be moved and causing me to be stable even when the situation around me is not stable at all? Watch this. There is stability uh, and, and 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 there is no variable when it comes to the Lord. Uh, Hebrews thirteen and eight says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. This is why I can build my life based on his teachings. This is why I can build my life based on the word of God, that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. James 1, 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift, watch this, is from above and comes down from the father of lights. Watch this, with whom there is no variableness and neither shadow of turning, that you do not have to worry about God changing up on you. Watch this, watch this. Even when you feel like you're not getting it right, even when you feel like you're falling behind, even when you feel like you're making mistakes. And sometimes we, I mean, we say mistakes, but sometimes it's just bad decisions. We're doing, we're, we're willingly doing the thing that we know we shouldn't do. That even when we are, 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 are walking in a way that, 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 uh, that we don't have to feel like I am beyond God's reach. Okay. He is not, he, there's no shadow of turn. The fact that you, that God loves you today, Guinness, the fact that God loves you today, Micah, listen, that will not change tomorrow. God is going to love you today and God is going to love you tomorrow. And you may even feel like, I feel like God don't love me. Well, you can't go by your feelings because if you felt like he loved you today, then he loves you tomorrow. And even if you feel like he doesn't love you today, he still, I see you, Charmaine, he still loved, there is no variableness and there is no shadow of turning. He is the same today. Uh, he was the same yesterday and he will be the same forever. And we can rely on the fact that he loves me and that he's got my back and that, and, and so that's the solid rock, right? On which I stand. And so when, when Christ, watch this, when, so when the Lord helps, what does he do? Number one, point number one, he brings stability. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. Okay. Point number, uh, 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 number two, when the Lord helps, we have what nonstop access to him and nonstop help from him. Watch this. We have nonstop access to him and we have nonstop help from him. Verse three and verse four in Psalm 121, he says, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. 24-7, anytime, day or night, whenever, access and help to him. To who? To him who keeps me. Now watch this. As we dive into this verse, we look at keeps. To keep means to have or retain possession of. That the Lord has and he's retained possession of who? Of you. He is the Lord who keeps you. John 1, 12, New King James Version says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right, watch this, to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. And that may be something that you've got to receive today, whether it's Charmaine, whether it's Brenda, Gwen, whoever, that you've got to receive the fact that you are God's, that you are a child of God, that you may not feel like it, that at times your life may not look like it, at times your actions may not line up with it, but you are a what? A child of God. And he keeps you, meaning that he has and he has retained possession of you. Isaiah 43, 1 says, but now thus saith the Lord who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Watch this. He says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name and you are mine. If you want to read Ephesians 1, 7, go right ahead in your spare time. But it calls us also the redeemed of God. And we are redeemed. He has called us what? By name. And that we are who? We are his. And so the same Lord who keeps us. Now watch this. Another second definition 
therefore keep is to cause to continue in a specified condition, position, or course. And so that the same Lord who, who, who has us, who kept us, who has us as his own, who we are in possession of, or he is in possession of us, right? That same God will also cause us to continue on course. That's what keeps me to be able to keep something, to keep it in a position, a specified condition, a specified posture, a specified position, a specified course. This is telling us that no matter what we go through, that when things are shaky, when things are changing, watch this, that we don't have to get caught up and off track by distractions. Okay, distractions can come just because a distraction is present doesn't mean it has to distract you. Okay, just because something that wants your attention, Jermaine, comes up in your face and you know it's going to take you off just because it's present doesn't mean it needs your attention, that the distractions can come, the things that will get you off track can come, but just because they come your way, Charles, Perrin, because they come, Brenda, because they come your way, just because they're right in front of your face doesn't mean you have to pay attention to it. There's nothing more that the enemy would love to do than to distract you off of the path and the pattern that God has you on, but the God who keeps you will can, will cause you to continue on the path that he has set you on, so we don't have to get caught up by distractions, we don't have to get caught off track by things that seem to be delays to us. We don't have to worry about who is against us. I see you, Ma. We don't have to worry about who's against us. We don't have to worry about, listen, there was a, there was a, I went to a church, uh, uh, grew up in a church where, where we spent time praying against misdirected prayers. And this, and the spirit of God told me years ago, it's like, like, do you think God is going to listen to people who pray against you? Like, why do you think that God, God's going to be moved by someone who prays and say, God, I pray that Crystal fails at this. And God, I pray that Brenda just, God, I pray Gwen doesn't. Like, God is for you. God, do I think he would listen to something? So I don't pray against those misdirected prayers. You know why? Because the God, because God keeps me. And by keeping me, he causes me to continue on course. And I am his. And so people can, can say, misdirected, whatever you want to call them, pray it. It doesn't bother me. Listen, because I am protected and I I am kept by God and he will cause me to continue in condition and in position and on course the way that he has me to go. And so when God is working and he is working continuously, he says he will never slumber nor sleep. And so we don't have to worry about God being off. We don't have to worry about God not working something together on our behalf. He is, listen, he is constantly working things together for us right now on your behalf, as we are even on this call, he is working things out. He is also, while he is working things out, he's also causing other things that are happening to work together for your good. Before Crystal even writes it, I know, Romans 8, 28, that he causes all things to work together. I, I know that, Mom. He, he causes all things to work together, right? for your good, for the good of those who love him. And are what? Called according to his purpose, that you may not see it. It may not look like it. You may not feel it at the time, but the Lord never slumbers and he never sleeps. And he is continuously working all these things out for your good, that he never slumbers and sleeps, that he, that watch this, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Verse six, watch this. I'm gonna do verse six and I may stop. Watch this. He says, he says that, uh, uh, verse six, the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Some verses says that the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Here's what's interesting. Here's what we'll pick up actually next week is the fact that the sun, there's nothing strange or nothing even really to be fearful of the sun being out by day or the moon being out by night, okay? And so he's using like natural things that we all experience here, okay? Natural things like the sun being up by day and the moon being up at night, but there are things that happen to all of us that is natural. 
It's not that it's, it, oh, everything bad always happens to me. Oh, everything bad, good always happens to Brenda. No, we all are under the same sun and the same moon. He is saying that things that we naturally go through here in life, just like the sun being out by day and the moon by night, that the things that happen will not smite you. Smite means a hard hit. That yes, you may take a blow. I'm not going to say this for next week. Yes, you may take a blow. Yes, it may hit you. Yes, it may hurt, but it will not be a strong strike that will cause you to not be able to continue. And we're going to pick up next week with the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. And we'll go six, seven and eight. And we'll be done with that next week. Listen, you have to acknowledge we have. Listen, I need help. I need help. The Lord will help me. I will turn. I will turn my focus and my attention to the Lord that helps. And then when, when the Lord helps, he'll bring stability. And like we said, sometimes that stability comes to I see you, Charmaine. Sometimes that stability comes to the situations around us. He'll make that stable. And then sometimes he's got to change things and make things fall apart. But while it is changing and while things are shaking, he keeps us stable. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. The Lord will keep you. The same God will, watch this, that you are his and he will cause you to continue. That might be somebody's word for this week, that God will keep me and he will cause me to continue. Let's pray and then we can open it up to any questions or, or, or a dialogue if anybody wants to, <laughs> wants to. 